Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Birth to Life Early Care Institute. I'm the founder, April Jones. I wanted to discuss an exciting topic today that I would like to address that happens in childcare a lot of times. If it doesn't happen in your childcare center, then you are doing great. But let's talk about what happens when gossip is running rampant in the in childcare. So I'm gonna entitle this show bursting the gossip bubble in childcare. So for many, many years, I have been a teacher, administrator. That is my current role right now. And I've seen people be really affected by it. I have been affected by it. I was a teacher for, you know, quite some time. And I remember when I transitioned into the position as an administrator, you know, I had some congratulations and I had some people that talked about me. And whether we realize it or not, I know that a lot of people say you have to have thick skin as an administrator, you have to be a professional at all times. And yes, that is true. But one thing I can tell you about gossip is that it really hurts your soul. It really hurts your spirit sometimes. Because a lot of times, you know, a person could be talking about things and they could be talking about a person and you're not realizing how that person has emotions, that person is dealing with all different types of things that you might not know anything about. I've seen this happen to teachers too. Teachers coming into a center, being new to the school, and you have disgruntled teachers that are unsatisfied or you have teachers that are not giving that new teacher a chance. These are some some examples, and I'm just giving some things that I have personally seen. But let's talk about why this happens. Why does this happen? Well, one of the things that I noticed is that sometimes there's a misunderstanding. You know, we have all different types of personalities in childcare. We have all different types of backgrounds. And a lot of times, too, you have people that are facing different types of things in their everyday life. And when people become frustrated, angry, bitter, they might feel like they are being unheard, then that can be a greeting ground for gossip to start. If people feel like they're being overlooked, if they feel like they're not being included, if they are frustrated about their work schedule and they need it to be changed because something has changed in their life. These are all the different types of things that happens in the center. So I want to give some things about how we can dismantle or kind of reconnect and look at how we can handle these gossipy situations. Number one, A lot of times, like I mentioned before, there's misunderstanding. So if you notice that a person is possibly talking about you or they seem a little frustrated, you might just wanna go to that person and talk. I have done this um, a couple times in my career. I remember when I was a new teacher starting at a school, I was so excited, let me tell you. This was considered at my at the time my dream job. You know, I went to a training 
and I walked around the campus of the, the facility and I noticed that they had some positions open and guess what? I became a teacher at that facility. I was so proud. I was so honored and I was just ready to get excited. I was gonna be teaching in the pre-K program, right? This was the very first time that I've ever secured a job where I had benefits, where I would get sick time and PTO time and all of those things. This is this is my very first job in childcare that I felt like I would be treated as a true professional. When I get to the job, there were two teachers already in the classroom. One of them was going to transition and another one had been there for a while. Me and another teacher were starting too. And so during this time, we were just so excited. We were so gung-ho about everything. But guess what? The teachers, they were not excited. And they seen us as we taking their jobs. When I tell you that that was the most difficult period um, during my time there, it was very difficult. And I struggled. Me and that other teacher struggled every single day. This went on for weeks. At one point, I did want to go talk to my director first, but I sat back and I thought about it and I was like, you know, I really want to talk to these teachers. I really want to get to know these teachers. And so in one instance, one teacher, I felt like it was well received. We had a really good conversation and it went pretty good. You know, I I really honestly um, loved her personality. I mean, we got along so well and me and her were very similar. And so um, the other teacher, I felt like, you know, the conversation went pretty okay. Um, I felt the most um, discontentment and resentment from that particular teacher. And, you know, I did as much as I possibly can to talk about, you know, I'm here. I applied for the job because the teacher was like, well, I didn't even know you were coming. And I said, look, I went on the website, I applied for the job, they showed me the school, they showed me the classroom, and now I'm here. So I'm just doing what I was hired to do. And, you know, I also talked about my position and she talked about how she felt. And I was thinking, okay, that went pretty well. And then afterwards, um, that teacher, you know, she went around and told about the conversation. So, um, you know, after a while, I was kind of saddened by that. And, you know, other people were looking at me differently too, which I felt was very unfair because I was like, I'm new. I don't even know these people. But over time, I will say it took a while. It maybe took like a whole year and a half. Honestly, I think it took a whole year. Eventually the teacher kind of broke out of her shell. She started to accept me and the other teacher and things got a little bit better. Both of those teachers did decide to move on, but there were some lessons that I learned in that. Number one, you know, I was making assumptions about how they felt towards me. And I was I was feeling resentment too because how they were doing things to, towards me. And But at the same time, I decided to have a conversation with them. And I just told myself, you know, if it doesn't work out, then yes, maybe I will talk to the director. And eventually we had to talk to the director and we had to have a, a meeting, a sit down meeting. 
as well. But, you know, those are some things that I really, really learned um, in that situation about really kind of speaking up for myself and still handling it in a professional way. When I decided to talk to these teachers, I made sure that it was not in the classroom while children were in there. I made sure nobody else was around and I made sure that I was not very, very angry to the point where I was yelling or um, saying anything derogatory or making sure that my body language and my facial expressions were in control too. Another thing that I wanna point out too as directors and as um, school administrators is that we, we have a big responsibility. We have a big responsibility over our school. And you know, teachers, families, everybody look at us. So we have to be that example as well. I will say that it will be very important that if you do have new staff that comes around, maybe you can send out a quick email to say, hey, we have new staff starting. Um, this is their background. Please welcome them in. Maybe you could pair that new staff person with a person that displays a positive attitude about the school that is very passionate about their field so they can kind of mentor them in because we kind of all need that as well. Um, something else that you can do is um, in addition to writing an email and pairing them with someone, you can just simply have a meeting before that teacher starts. Believe it or not, some of these things will, um, it will be better in the long run to do things like that um, instead of necessarily kind of throwing them in. And I understand, you know, sometimes, you know, as directors and administrators, and some teachers might not understand this, but, you know, we have a big job. We have a a lot of duties on our plate, as well as teachers. You got you guys, the jobs are um, amazing and your your work is such a mission. But sometimes those are some things that we just miss because we're human um, as well. So those are things that I want us to consider too. Think about when you are pairing your teachers um, with each other. If you have a teacher in the classroom by themselves, that's totally fine. But really look at, you know, if you are building a team of teachers, really look at personalities, look at how, you know, these teachers can bring out the best in each other and have an opportunity for them to collaborate before, you know, maybe school even starts, maybe set aside a time where they can come together and really get to know each other and build relationships. A lot of times when you present opportunities like that, it will stop a lot of this breeding of gossip or not necessarily teachers clashing over teaching styles and things too. Um, the big thing too is setting up an environment where it is harmony. So maybe teachers and people um, alike, and I'm just gonna say this across the board, for people in our ECE field. Sometimes I notice that when it gets very gossipy is where people feel like they're not being heard. You know, teachers have wonderful ideas. And a lot of times too, you know, you need to give them maybe opportunities of leadership, maybe opportunities to express themselves. A great thing that you can do for that is number one, Make sure that teachers know that they have a um, time where they can come in and come into your office or 
have a time where they can schedule a time with you to discuss certain things. Sometimes, you know, as administrators and teachers and everybody in their different roles, maybe we don't necessarily want to express how we feel um, during a team meeting or a staff meeting. Maybe we just want that one-on-one and it's, that's totally, totally fine. So maybe we should consider having open door policies as well, where teachers feel like they will be accepted, where they can come and voice their opinions about things. Even if they're frustrated, even if they're angry, like I've had to kind to um, <laughs> calm down some teachers when they've been furious about something. And it's not necessarily something that's towards me, but maybe they're frustrated in the classroom about how a child is acting or they're frustrated about how this parent is just on their back and they're doing everything they possibly can do to make sure that their classroom is running well because it takes an incredible human being to manage, teach, empower, and mentor a group of children, all of these little bodies in one classroom, day in and day out for long hours. Trust me, I know. So, you know, maybe we should really look at how, you know, teachers and everyone, even as an administrator, you know, there have been times where I've been, you know, frustrated or challenged. I felt my emotions um, was kind of not like in alignment because I wasn't necessarily happy in one area over here. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm working long hours. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And me talking to my team, expressing my frustrations make me feel so much better. It makes me feel so much better. And I know that people are looking at how I'm handling these situations and the company is entrusting me as to what to do um, in a center um, as well. So, and I I really, really, I really, really love the center um, and the team that I work with. Like, I tell you, the teachers, um, the, the admin team, those are like my babies. We do not have great moments all the time, to be honest with you. We have tough times, you know, and there are times where, you know, a teacher might be going through a tough time, an administrator might be going through a tough time. You just never know. But I'm glad to know that we have some people there that will pull in and really step in and try to encourage and help one another out. And that is something that we can um, do as well. Another thing too is possibly, you know, if if teachers and people are voicing their opinions about things and they have good ideas, maybe you can change a policy or two. Look at how, really look at your policies, look at your school policies, look at how they can make impact. Because I, I, I tell you, it's better to work smarter than harder, right? So even if they have a wonderful idea and it's an idea that we're, it's going to benefit everyone to work smarter, it's going to save money, it's going to save time. Trust me, I've been in those situations where I've been in teacher meetings and every time I'm in a staff meeting, a teacher meeting, and a teacher is voicing their opinions um, about things, you know, I always walk away with some type of insight. I've always walk away with some type of insight. Now, you might have to create some ground rules 
um, making sure that, you know, people give each other an opportunity to talk, make sure that, you know, if a teacher is feeling too frustrated or, um, challenge, you know, angry about something, something, and then they want to just unleash during the meeting, maybe you can kind of just pull them in to calm them down a little bit and let them still express their opinion. Trust me that I was that teacher. (laughs) I was that teacher. One time I was so frustrated. Um, one day I had my toddlers and you know, I'm an, I was an inclusion um, teacher and I had a lot of children in my classroom with special needs and it was difficult. And I had a very, very difficult day. And on that particular day, it was the same day as a staff meeting, an afternoon staff meeting. And I was, I, you know, I was like, I'm so angry right now. You know, I don't know what to do, but I'm trying to calm myself down, but I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I don't know what to do. And my director at the time was just like, well, if you're frustrated, you know, you can always talk to me. And in a sense, I was still angry, (laughs) but I wasn't necessarily angry with her. I was just angry at the situation. I was just angry at, I've tried like 30 different strategies. They're not working. I'm trying to please the parents. I'm trying to please the board. I'm, I'm trying to please everybody. And, you know, I felt like I was just a little hamster running on a wheel. I will say I, after the meeting, I really had the time to reflect. I even had teachers coming up to me like, oh, oh, it's okay. And, you know, I kind of talked to them about it. I wasn't gossiping, but I just had the opportunity for someone to listen to me. And then I went back to that director say, I'm sorry. um, I'm sorry that I said that. I'm sorry that, you know, that emotion came out. But, and we sat and talked and the good thing about it was she did not hold, she did not hold it over my head. She did not try to um, belittle me. She was very open to what I was saying. And that just made me feel so much better. And at the end, she told me that I was doing a good job. And just hearing her say that I was doing a good job, that alone just really, really softened my heart and really kept me pushing forward too. So sometimes, you know, gossip can breed and sometimes discontentment can breed in our our child care centers because, you know, teachers might not feel like, and people might not feel like overall that they're being appreciated. Because I'm telling you, it takes a lot of hard work. It does, if you do it right, if you do it right, if you're trying to make sure that the, the children are learning, it takes so much hard work. But he, just hearing that I, you're doing a wonderful job, keep going, I see you, all those different things, it could possibly turn a lot of that discontentment around, okay? What if there's a situation where you know it's time for someone to move on? They've done a good job for seasons, They've put in hard work, but they're feeling like it's time for me to move on. I want to do something different in childcare. I want to change careers. That is totally okay. It is. It's totally okay. And if you need to have that conversation with the person, remember, have it one-on-one. Have it in a professional, quiet setting make sure that they feel like they're expressing what they need and you can tell them thank you for your service we we really appreciate you you have done a wonderful job here i can be a reference 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 for you would you like me to write a reference letter things like that can just 
go so much further. And you never know, like even in, in our childcare um, industry, you know, a lot of times when people decide to make this a career, you already know that you might see them as a trainer. They might be at another center. You, I mean, you run it, you run into each other a lot sometimes. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you do, but it is good to still have a good colleague in your back pocket and possibly, you know, let them know like, hey, you know, if, you know, things, if you decide to have a change of heart or um, in your transition, you would like to come back, just let us know. We would love to welcome you back. A lot of times some teachers, you know, don't want to leave. They might have a personal family matter. But those are all things that we can look at um, as well, too. So, yes, I just think that coming together in a center, knowing that um, we are working towards building children, mentoring children, engaging children, these things laughing lasting for a lifetime, we know that uh, it's just so important to support each other. So a lot of times too, like if you're looking at your center, you're like, why there's so much gossip right now? You know, those are things that you might want to look at, you know, misunderstandings, people not feeling like they're being heard. Maybe they're frustrated because they don't have enough supplies and all of those different types of things. And you can address those things in a constructive way during a staff meeting. You can address them during a one-on-one meeting. You know, we're using technology more than ever. Who's to say you need to do it um, one-on-one? Who's to say you need to do it um, during a staff meeting? You know, we have Zoom, we have Google Meet, we have WebEx, all of these different things. Maybe the, the school day is so busy and you can't even get to it when even when the school closed. Maybe you could say, hey, are you interested in me calling you tonight and going over something? I just want to talk to you over the phone or things like that. You never know that can really, really break the ice and it can really, really build more harmony in your center and more relationships. Another thing you might have to look at too is to see like, is this school a right fit for certain teachers as well? You know, if they are, if you have had that conversation um, as administrators, you know, is it a right fit for you for that particular school? All of those things, you might have to look at that as well to make sure that, you know, is this a right fit for me if I'm being gossipy or um, if I'm spreading discontentment? Is this a right fit for me? Am I being a professional? Am, am I handling it a certain way? How is this going to affect the other person? Because gossip really tears at you. Gossip is a form of, um, you know, in in terms of like per, a person almost just abusing you with their words. And sometimes we really don't look at that. We really don't look at how this is affecting another person or this can leak out um, to a parent even. And they have more concerns. What about parents? You know, a lot of times too, you know, you might have parents that are gossipy. They're in the halls and they're saying something else to another parent about a teacher that they that they don't like. You might want to address that as well. Um, 
maybe you could tell that parent like, hey, we would prefer that, you know, you would you like to schedule a meeting with the teacher? We can have a one-on-one. Um, I understand that you have some concerns, you know, because this ne- does not necessarily just go for the teachers and administrators. This is something that can apply to all, whether it be student interns, student teachers, subs, um, families as well, because remember, we are an ECE community. Now, after you have done all of that, you know, some people still might chitter chatter away, but however, you will still uphold that standard. You will still uphold that standard of your center. If you said something about someone and they overheard it or something hurt that person's feelings, just apologize. Just say, I'm sorry. You know, that wasn't right. I thought about it. I, I, you know, I know how that made you feel. You told me how that made you feel. And I truly, truly apologize. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. I support you in this classroom. All of those different things. I have had to apologize. Um, to people. Yes, I have I the 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 person that champions birth to life and all of those things because I'm human and I do make mistakes, but it's good for me to acknowledge those mistakes and be better, be a better um person. So hopefully this podcast will inspire us to be the true professionals that we are, look at some areas um in our in our lives as a professional at our center, look at how we can improve as well. Um, I'm thinking about doing a part two, too, because I think this is a layered topic. This is a very, very layered topic. So thank you again for supporting um, the podcast. And I look forward to recording part two. Be on the lookout for it.